it's time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yes, yes. Word. We back. Another I, week. Yes, sir. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling great. There it is. There it is. I, I like this energy. I like this energy <laughs> we started with. This is good energy, man. I'm coming live from Chicago. Oh, you still in the shy? Yeah, I'm in the shy, you know, so Ooh, I might, you might hear me. It might be a little sound like I'm live, but because uh, I'm live, okay? In the uh, go. I'm in, in the, the go. The three, one, two. You ain't on O Block, are you? No, no. I'm almost on the South Side, but not. I'm probably two blocks from Bronzeville. Okay. But you know, so it's the South Loop, but okay. near South Side is what the the map would tell you. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> we start searching for restaurants to be like near South Side. Uh, okay. Okay. You ate anything out there good yet, or what? Not yet. I, I'm I'm planning to jump on something good. As soon as I get off of this mic. Okay. All right. Sound like a plan. Sound like a plan, man. You know what I'm Shit. saying? And I, I figure you out Chicago because it's a, a black father's occasion. Yes, it's imagine. definitely a black father's occasion. My middle son is, uh, we just dropped him off at the University of Chicago. Mm. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a momentous occasion. It's a, one of the auspicious occasions. That's my pops with as another black father would say, my black okay. father, on this auspicious occasion. Auspicious. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. So, uh, my dad, he was, you know, he was like one of them ones that didn't like the, like if you tried to play him like he wasn't smart, he was going to hit you with the words. Mm-hmm. You know, auspicious would come out on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Subscribe shit. On subscribable shit. Absolutely. <laughs> As I uh, Google it, I've heard it before, but I want to make sure I know the full meaning. All right. Conducive to success. Favorable. That's nice. That's nice. Conducive to success. I like that shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Auspicious indeed. So what is the name of the, what are like, what are the kids, what are the, the students know when they go to University of Chicago. You know how FAMU has the Rattlers, CAU has the Panthers. What are the you? What are the University of Chicago? I think they're like an eagle or some shit like that. Okay, okay, some shit. But, like but they, that. but they not known for all that type of shit. They known for smart kids, known for geekism, geekdom. Okay, um, okay. I think that like their slogan is kind of like not the unofficial slogan. What other people have put on them is like. University of Chicago, where fun goes to die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that mm. type of shit. <laughs> wow. wow. But you know wow. what I'm saying? It is a great school. Um, my son chose it. I didn't know nothing about it till he chose it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm still catching up on it. When we came to visit, we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I discovered there's a lot of architectural gems on the campus. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I ain't tripping off none of it, man. It's it's cool. It's where he want to be. Uh, I just get the motherfucking bill. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, let's talk about the drop off. Was it you and your wife and your daughter, or was it you just you and your wife, or who was the family unit dropping this young man off to his uh, auspicious uh, <laughs> arrival? <laughs> arrival. Arrival. Exactly. Um, it was me and my wife. Okay. And him. 
You know okay. what I'm saying? My daughter had yeah. school, so she couldn't really break break the schedule Got it. Uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, How yeah. was the moment? Was it a, a no, tender it was, moment? Sad, was, happy, trying to no, was, was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was like, you know, it wasn't sad at all because he's been working a long time to get to this type of place. You know what I'm saying? He's always been um, in the mix as far mm-hmm. as his academics go. Um, he's, you know, he's worked a real high hard level get, learner. Yeah, he's definitely a high level student. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, it took a while for us to kind of figure out the right right place for him. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you know, these private schools sometimes, they're how you twist it like your child ain't really doing that, you know. So they'll give you the reports like, yeah, he's doing fine. You know what I'm saying? But then when, when the recession hit, and I was kind of forced to put the kids in regular public school. You realize where they landed. You know what I'm saying? With the standardized testing, these teachers was like, "Listen, man, there ain't much else we could be able to teach them." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you gotta find mm-hmm. somewhere for them. So he's that type of kid. And it took a while. It took a few years, and we really found a place for him, like middle school. And he, you, you could see his whole life change. You know what I'm saying? Aside from just the academics social life and just being around the kids that was on the same shit that he was on you know and you wouldn't know that as an adult because you're not even as a parent you're not in their head you don't really understand what's going on in their head you just drop them off at school you know what i'm saying but once you really start to understand it becomes oh shit he needs to be in his in his world and Mm -hmm. you know that's you know mr 21st century hustle that's all about getting to where you're supposed to be so, you know, we, we found out where he was supposed to be and we put him there. And ever since, you know, he's been thriving. So um, him coming to to this place, it was a place he chose. It wasn't nothing I chose because I didn't even know about it. It feels good to put him in the world and set him up to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just in go. The yeah, yeah. In, the, in the go to go. Mm. You know Did you document it in any fashion? Yeah, I was on my cell phone, you know, I was doing my little, you know, one, two, one, two with the photos and the videos. Got so, it. you know, when you see him and I ain't in none of the pictures, you know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got the phone, but, you know, everybody ain't going to pull that trigger. So that's me. There you go. That's what's up, man. Congratulations. Ah, oh, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's big. That's a big look. Uh, How long you in Chicago for? I'm out of here tomorrow. Okay. All right, bet, bet, bet. You got any plans on what you're going to eat yet, or y'all going to just play it by play it um, by ear? Yeah, I, I have no plans just yet. We're going to see what it do. Okay. Um, you know, it was talks about deep dish pizza. It was talks about, you know, other okay. steaks. Um, okay, okay. But, we gonna see what it do. As soon as I get off the pod. Okay. Well, Illuminati's, Illuminati's is a good deep dish Ooh, pizza. Illuminati. I know it sounds like it. It should be because it tastes like it's the Illuminati that cooked it. But Illuminati's is oh, a good ass deep Lou dish pizza. And then there's a spot. I want to say it's Gibson's that got a good steak situation out there. Who? Not Gibson's. I want to say this is a while ago that I had a steak out in um. Chicago, but yeah, I want to say it's a good, I think it's called Gibson's. Shit is fantastic. Hold 
make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say it's Gibson. But um, for sure, Lou Malnati's is good. There's a spot called Pequod <laughs> that I've never been to, but I always hear it's good. But I think that's like a like a flat situation. Yeah, Gibson's. Gibson's is, I've been to that's a nice little steakhouse. Gibson's Bar and Steakhouse. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. All right, all right. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, you never so, watched Southside, huh? You never watched Southside. Southside. No, I didn't. Ah, that shit is hilarious. Just check that out. Funny as shit. But um, go ahead. I cut you. What you about to say? No, no, no. That was, you know, that's that's what we doing out here. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, a drop off moment. You know, you know the kids. They be ready to rush your ass off and shit. You be trying to hang around and see what the lit read. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Gone. Like, <laughs> on the. Uh, Homecoming documentary that I that I did that's coming out soon. You know what I'm saying? Next week I'll be able to give y'all a date. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's called The Return uh, HBCU Homecoming Experience documentary that we did with uh, Comcast, the Black Experience Network. Uh, but one of the one of the one of the women in the doc who went to fan you, she actually mm-hmm. went to fan you with me, Lori Sneed. She was like, you know, when it was drop off time. When her parents dropped off at school, she was like, you know, I was ready for them to hit 75 going back to the eight. You know what I'm saying? They had to go and get so I could mm-hmm. get to going. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> the funniest shit in the doc. She's like, I needed them to go and get so I could get to going. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's how he was. He was like, shit, I need to go. Y'all need to go and get. Mm. You felt that energy. You felt that like, all right, listen, it's Independence Day for your boy. I need to get a buy. I yeah, need y'all yeah, yeah. no, skedaddle. It wasn't even the energy. It was words said. Like, hey, listen, <laughs> I want to go yeah, meet some friends. I need yeah. to go on out yeah. get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. That sounds cool, man. Sounds like you going to be excited and uh, immersed in this new experience, man. That's what's up. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I was the same way when it was time for the car. I was excited to go to car. I was ready. I was ready yeah. for everything it was. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's weird because when my pops dropped me out of school, you know what I'm saying, it was just me and him. You know what I'm saying? And then it felt like he wanted to get kind of sensitive. You know what I'm saying? When any other time... When any other time in life, it's just been like, hell, shit, it is what it is. You know, time my shit. You know what I'm saying? But when he was dropping y'all to school, he was just doing little stuff that was like, he was like a little sensitive. Like, we went to KFC, and we sat down in the uh, restaurant. And, you know, it's like, you know, like the booths along the wall, like the seats along the wall with, like, the bench on one side, the chairs on the other. And so we sat down. And instead of sitting across from him, I sat next to him so I could see the room too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then he was like, oh, you, oh, you ashamed? You don't want to sit across from me? I'm like, nigga, when the have you ever been sensitive? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't get it at the time. I was like, what the fuck? What are you, what you going through? And he right. trying to tell me, we walking through campus and, and you know, people was like, you know, they like, like, you know, speaking to strangers, you know, I'm fresh out of the city. I ain't used to the college environment yet. Mm-hmm. So I ain't just speaking to everybody as we walking by. She's like, you're not going to speak? I'm like, what do you mean I'm not going to speak? I don't know them. But they look like they wanted to speak. 
what they got to do with me? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the whole time, he trying to navigate the shit for me. But I'm like, man, you acting like a whole different person. But but what I realized as an adult, I realized he was probably just being sensitive that, you know, I was about to leave. You know what I'm saying? His oldest was about to be out the door. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. was his first time going through this. You know what I mean? And so I had never experienced that side of him, so I couldn't help him with it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like going with the with the regular program, like nigga. All right, it is what it is. Let's go. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Keep your head on the swivel. Right. <laughs> so, you know, now I so get you, it. So you felt that? You felt that today? Nah, uh, I didn't. I, I didn't feel it today because I know this is a natural part of the program. You know what I mean? You felt it? Did you feel it the first time? Nah, because I knew it. I just felt, I'm. I stuck to the script. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, listen, this is where you. This is your next, this is your matriculation into life. This is your next step. All right? Here you go. This is what it is. Make it happen. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. Love you. Call me if you need anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not what, what, what we crying about, you know? Because we already knew this was the plan. We've been telling you that since, you know what I'm saying, you've been in school. Like, you got to, you know, make it to the next spot. So, I guess, you know, somebody once called me stoic. And I didn't really uh-huh. know what that meant. When they uh-huh. when you know how somebody tell you some shit and you yeah. don't know what it means, you be like, hey, I ain't stoic, motherfucker. Right. And then you look it up, you're like, well, maybe I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Like one of them Buckingham Palace guards. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I mean, not, not in that manner. It's just, uh-huh. again, Everybody raised you to be like, okay, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to make do with what it is. And then you grow up like that. And then when it comes time, you you stick to the script. You know what I'm saying? Why are you buckling to some shit that it's going to be, that you already knew it's going to be, you know? So, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just weird. I'm just that type of motherfucker. No, I get it. I get it. I think... Um I think also too. I think like the uh, there's certain moments that are dramatized in society, pop culture, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of pop culture. I've seen it. I can't even really place where I've seen it, but that becomes like it seems like that's the cue point for uh, a lot of uh, a sentimental moment. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Uh, Seeing your your child off for school yeah. and and you know you drop a tear you know maybe maybe even just a single tear it's one of these it's one of those moments where especially in the eighties and early nineties you know when men weren't really encouraged to be as uh, feeling or as emotional as they are mm-hmm. now. It was like it was like that beyond a funeral or a wedding. It was one of the few uh, instances where you could let just a, a tablespoon, maybe that might be maybe half a tablespoon full of tears come out your ducks, you know, because it's understood. It's understood right. in this moment. The context has provided a runway for emotion. Right. So, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Go ahead. There is a sense of pride. There is a sense of, you know, of respect of, of, of his achievement that's there. But at the same time, you know, <clears throat> what are we crying about? I've been watching <laughs> you do this shit all your life. You know what I'm saying? You smart, I, ain't you? No, no, not even that. It's just, I've been watching you do this shit all your life. You know what I'm saying? You 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 are where you chose to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's get it. You know? Yes. Maybe, now, maybe, maybe my kids would have done better if I was a little more emotional and more sensitive about shit. But I'm not, so here we are. Yeah. Look, it's no judgment. It ain't no look, man. Do your thing. You raised your kids. These kids are going to college and and matriculating through the world. I think it's a beautiful thing. However, however you get to it is how you get to it. There's no one way to do it. Now, does your youngest has she selected or targeted a college that she wants to go to, or is that still kind of uh, developing? Well, you know, she's in the ninth grade, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's a developing thing. Um, we did when we took Ace to go see Howard. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was, you know, he wasn't that interested because he had his sights on something else. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, she was like, "I think I'm gonna end up here," and she's mm. the type of person when she say it, it is so. She was the one okay. in fourth grade said she was gonna be in high school in a certain place, and so it is. You know what I'm saying? So right. I don't question her vision because her vision be locked in. You know what I'm saying? She's a motherfucker who felt like she'd been here before. She got a little eighty year old woman living inside her. I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> it's there. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. That's dope. Very intentional. Know how to manifest it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, man. she just have a vision for herself all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's cool. Sometimes you don't like it. Sometimes you don't agree. Sometimes you feel like, hey, listen, you too little for that. But she going to have it in her head what she wanted to be. You ain't never right. got to be questioning what that one wants. Because she right. going to tell you before you even get the thought in your head. This is right. what I want. Like, well, goddamn, nigga, that's eight years away. <laughs> Get yourself right. together then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you some some lead time so you can get it done. Uh, that's cool. I think, you know, one of the things that I think about on the, you know, when I think about parenting and uh, one of the things that seems to be probably just from looking at it peripherally, but it seems like it would be a challenge or at least something to work towards is to know when to trust the vision of your child and encourage it in a way to, even if you don't fully get it to let it bloom. Don't, don't, you know, don't, uh, tamp down the flame or don't be overbearing with, you know, what you need to be doing, you know, that type of energy, which is very, easy depending on how you came up if you came up with one of those parents that kind of limited your scope you know it could kind of be maybe the trauma that you have that you don't even realize you you pass it down because you feel like that's good parenting 
you know, mm-hmm. letting them know what to do. Because you've been here before. You an adult. And, you know, listen, I know better than you as opposed to let them develop their vision and their intention, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard sometimes because, you know, kids, they don't see the life that you've seen already. Right. You know? And sometimes they want things that you've been down the road of and been like, hey, you know, you you want it, but that's not the way to go about it. But sometimes that could be just your own fear. You know what I'm saying? That could be your own experience. But you went down, bumped your motherfucking head. And you're trying to get them prepared to not bump their head. But everybody's going to bump their head. And that's what you got to understand as a parent. That, you know, sometimes they're going to they gonna run up against that brick wall and have to pick, pick themselves up. And you're going to be there to help them. But, you know, you try to you try to give them the advice that they don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? You want to give them the path of least resistance. But... When it comes to life and it comes to success and things, you know, sometimes that 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 path that's that's that hasn't been treaded down, you know what I'm saying, is gonna be the best for them. You know? They might go down that path and, and take the lumps and, and and run up against the wall and bump their head, but still come out of it and actually master it. So, you know, it's it's difficult, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the more you know, the more you try to stop. But then mm-hmm. also, you know what I'm saying? When you be like somebody like me, I, I ran my own path. You know what I mean? I bumped my head. You know what I'm saying? I done fell down. I done got up. I done went up and went down. I done did all of the shits. You know what I'm saying? You know, and against my my pops, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he was up with the mindset, nigga, just Go get yourself something stable and have some money in your pocket. I'm like, nah, I want something bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And I went out there and bumped my head. He didn't understand. He just was like, nigga, you tripping. I done did all that. So when it comes to my kids, sometimes you be like, you know, you your instinct is like, stop. No, don't. You know how on Willy Wonka, when they be fucking up, and he be like, no, don't. You know what I'm saying? Be like, nigga, you, you. and then blast their ass out the roof of the shit. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, don't do it. But at the same time, you got to let them experience life. And, then, you know, you can't set it up for them. And you can, but every kid not going to be susceptible to your setup. You know, every kid going to want to maybe want to do it their own kind of way. And all you can do is give them the, the game. And hopefully yeah, that shit kick in at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. You got to trust that you, you know, trust that you raised them well and trust that they are intelligent, you know. Uh, but, then, but then sometimes, man, they hit you with some shit, make you feel like your whole shit was a failure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, this is, I think like that's kids. always going to happen. I think it's inevitable. I hate kids, man, they, be, they hit you with some shit. They stab you right in your back when you like, nigga. I just dropped you off at college. That this, you know, went all out our way trying to get you into this motherfucker. Right. They hit you some shit on the way out the door, nigga. But you never call me. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, Hilarious. What? Hilarious. What are you? T- 
Nigga, god damn, nigga. Do you call me? I pay for all your shit. <laughs> like a you parental know? audit. Right. Yeah. Like, nigga, mm. like, like you failed as a parent and shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got to take that shit with grace. Because, you know, sometimes you get mad about it and then and go off. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like, I, I've been through it, like, with my older son. You know what I'm saying? You be trying to tell him some shit. You trying to put him up on game. Like, yo, nigga, you got to do this, do that. You know what I'm saying? Get this right here. Boom, boom, boom. Make sure you shit straight. Make sure you motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? And then nigga hit you with, but you never tell me nothing good. You never tell me you proud of me. You're like, God dang, nigga. Uh, why don't you just take the game, my nigga? But, right. you know what I'm saying? Nigga want to throw something back at you. You know what I'm saying? Be like, damn, dog. I'm just trying to put you up on game, man. I ain't telling you nothing out of no criticism. I'm telling you everything because it's some shit you need to know. Right. But do you ever take the note? Like when they say that, do yeah, you yeah. Say, but then how you gonna do it? Me. Yeah, I take the note. You tell them that shit. But then when do you institute it? Do you say that shit right then in the middle of your speech? <laughs> no, you ain't gotta do it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta do it right there. It's like a table read. No, but you in the middle of your speech. No, you're in the middle of your speech. You can't be like, okay, son, I'm proud of you that time when you did this and that. Be like, right. nigga, I'm to, nigga, I'm talking about now. Yeah, man. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I've been in situations, not as a parent, but definitely, you know, when you hear what you could have said, you know what I'm saying? And you kind of, in the midst, you you kind of like, it's very easy to get defensive and be like, hold on, you don't got to punch up what I do, you know, but... Sometimes that's the game too, you know, like right. you giving the game, that's the, that's the, that's the reverse game, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people telling you, listen... I appreciate the game, but here's this is a surefire way, you know? Like it's like with somebody when you I know I used to have this thing with um getting people gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um and especially like if you're in a relationship or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, you could you could know your partner and you wanna or you know, you had some good conversations or whatever. You got some insight on who they are, whatever, whatever. And you got an idea for a gift mm-hmm. for them. And you think it's the perfect gift based on some one-way dialogue that you had with you and your your, your subconscious. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But sometimes they'll let you know exactly what they want. And right. I know for me, just on some ego shit, you know, young ego shit, it to me felt like I was being sent to the store. You know what I mean? Like, like wait a minute. I'm a gift. I'm a gift you what I want to gift you because it's about the thought. But then it's like, well, right. why? Why not just gift them what they want? And if you want to compliment what they want with what you had in mind, if it, the budget allows all of that, you could do that. Says so uh, two birds with one stone. But if you looking to win. And the play is there. Sometimes go with the play. You know what I mean? Put the put the you know put Man. what you had to the side sometimes and go with the play. But, right, but see, ego will tell you, man, mm-hmm. they trying to just push you into what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then your ass go with what you want, mm-hmm. and then you wonder why you ain't winning. 
Right. Now you sick and you upset because it yes. don't feel like no gratitude is going along right. with this. You know. And then you done overspunt. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Done spunt wrong. And you know what I'm saying? And you're right back to square one because, mm-hmm. you know, you done gave it. That shit is like, mm. And you ain't take the note. You know? Yeah. It's life, yeah. man. We, 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 you bump your head, man. Yeah. But, but one time you will learn. At one, yep. one of them times, you would do it to the point where you like, you know what? I'm never doing that shit again. What is it? What you said you wanted? Okay, bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I heard you loud and clear. You got that. You got it. Coming up. Exactly. Yeah, man. So, I had a cool weekend. Um, mm-hmm. It was chill. What, I mean, what made it? I'm trying to think what made it so cool. Well, I had shows. That's that's kind of what really stood out. Uh, shout out to my man, Jamie Roberts. Shout out to Nikki Sunshine. They own a club called Comedy in Harlem. That was celebrating its one year anniversary this past weekend. I was on one of the anniversary shows. I've oh, been there a few times. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. Black business, you know, thriving in the you know in the midst of a pandemic, and um, you know, a nice little venue uptown. So I did that. That was a good time. Uh, but it also, it was interesting. I, I did that, and then uh, I had some shows at Eastville. Shout out to, to the people over at Eastville, Marco, and all of them. And, uh, you know, you never stop learning, right? So, mm-hmm. as of late, one of the things that I'm, like, really trying to do, like, I, I'm good for riffing here and there, and, you know, some crowd work here and there, and whatever, and, I, like, I always always try to be as present as I can, right? And um, one of the things I've always put at the top of my set list for years is established. That's before even the, the whatever the bits are. And sometimes I obey it. Sometimes I just, or I, I'll do it, but sometimes I'll, I could jump right in, right? Mm-hmm. So I was doing um, comedy in Harlem and um and it was cool, it was doing cool. I was doing some new shit too, it's some some kind of dark shit. Right? Mm. And <laughs> I was I was losing some people because it was dark. And <laughs> you know, and I was fine with it because I knew that I was gonna go dark that night and I was prepared if I lost them, right? Mm. Somewhat, at least prepared and back on some ego shit prepared on a, well, I'm going to stand my ground type shit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I watched a, like a, a OG go on a little later on in the night. And they did little things, like just little, like little moves. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a big fan of like sitting down when you're doing comedy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Unless like you're an older cat or whatever. Like, I mean, but it's a tactic. It's one of those things that I could kind of settle a room. You know what I mean? Because if you're not moving nowhere, you're just sitting there, you kind of giving off to some the perception that you're chilling. Like this is an intimate kind of conversation we're having. 
You know what I mean? It's a little, it's a little bit more grounded. That's one thing that um, you could do, and there's other little things or whatever. But what it made me realize, sometimes, for whatever reason, um, not even for whatever reason, but for every reason. You need to, you know, you always need to, you know, work on your craft, tinker with your craft, evolve your craft, but also keep some finesse in your toolbox. Right. You know, like foreplay, warm the oven up. You know what I mean? Like, don't always just jump right in to the material, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dead ass. Like, so there's times when, you know, you're thinking, in, okay, I'm doing 20 minutes. All right, back. I'll load up my set list because I'm like, oh, I gotta do that one, do that one, do that one, do that one. And I'm like, all right, well, that should be 20 minutes, you know? And what I'm realizing more and more, and it's funny because even though he's not the most popular cat right now, but I believe he was the one that said it first. Um, less material, more me. I think that was Woody Allen. Right? Mm. And I dig that because it is also about a connection, you know, like sometimes it's not about, and I, I, and this is me as a comedian, but even before a comedian as a comedy fan, there's so many times that I went to go see a comedy show and loved it. And then maybe two days later, you telling somebody, oh man, the show was crazy. And they like, well, what were the jokes? And you don't really recall the jokes in detail, but you just recall how you felt, how I felt, what was the moment like? You know, there's so many little offhand moments that I remember that comedians do that had nothing to do with material mm-hmm. that I remember more than the material itself. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those moments where I had to remind myself, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a bad set, but it could have been an even better set if I was just a little, like, if I wasn't so gung-ho on just getting this material across right you know what i mean like it, it, it you know even even in retrospect it could almost feel like you know you always test the material out on people but there's a difference between when you tested you tested stuff on people and they know it and you mm-hmm. tested stuff on people and they don't know it you know and like i think it's often better if they don't know right. you know what i mean so now this uh, is in Harlem. You're testing this material. This is in Harlem. This is in this is in all of the spots, but this is in Harlem. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. What was the question? No, no. I was just I was trying to get the setting. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Saying? This is comedy in Harlem. This is in Harlem, East Side of Harlem, West Seventeenth. Um. So, so there's that, and um, and even in that, if I'm being all the way real, there's times when I'm like, you know, if I'm in a black room, like. It means more to me, you know, like because I mm-hmm. feel like that's my people, you know. And I don't feel like, but that's my people, you know what I mean. So I'm like, I want to rock this crowd more than whatever other crowd. Like I don't want to rock all of the crowds, but you know, you always want to feel like, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you could go home. So anyway, um, but at the same time, I don't want to revert to like lazy tropes to get the people. So there's the 
the little bit of the back and forth and like where the ego could come across where you're like, nah, but I'm going to challenge these people. I'm going I'm to do the dark shit. It is what it is, even though some of this type of shit might not really resonate, you know, or if it's going to, you got to finesse it, you know, like, you know, got to finesse it. So anyway, um, the next night I'm out in Eastville and that's in Brooklyn and um, and I'm doing... So I'm doing this, doing the show, and I come to the stage, and then um, like I kind of just play off a bit of like you know they 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 clap it for me like any other comedian that comes to the stage, but like I'm like really doing a bit that's kind of like milking it, but it's very in the moment, you know what I'm saying? It's very in the moment. This is not what I came to do. And I kind of threw away what I came to do, at least for a bit. I was like, let me just explore this. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's see where this could go. It could crash and burn, but it's all right, because I could get them back. I got stuff for that. But let's do some different shit. And it was a fun time. Like, it was a real fun time. I haven't watched the set back yet on that mm-hmm. one, but... It was a real fun time, and the people were like, oh, I enjoyed myself. That was a really, you know what I mean? Like, the, now, you know, it was. Now, now what did you do differently that made it a fun time versus an experimental trying some shit out? Well, I did, I did do some trying some shit out, but I waited a little bit. But what made it fun was, like, I just was in the moment, fully in the moment. Like, I was commenting on something. <laughs> And then I was kind of like trying to wring all of the funny out of just this one observation. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, but like really leaning in and like not getting in my own head of that. Cause sometimes I'll see it as a bit and I'll <laughs> jump out of it quick. Like, look, this nigga, this ain't even you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that to me. I'll be like, come on, fam, what are you doing? But I was like, nah, let me do it. And it was, it was, it's funny because you feel it like you feel that first laugh of ha ha, that's a bit. And then you leaning in and it could kind of get uncomfortable. Like, okay, well, what he doing here? All right, what's this? And then it, you break it again and they laugh at some more. Then you, you like, you just raising the stakes, raising it, raising it, raising it. And it was fun. Like, and the thing, what made it even more fun was, I didn't even know how long I was going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I was wow. like, well, let me see how long we going to rock with this and see where it goes. And and I was like really committed to it. Like I was, I ain't going to lie at the moment. I was like, oh, okay. I see you committing, huh? Okay. It was like I was looking at myself from the audience as I was performing. Like, oh, okay. Oh, you really? All right. And like I was just <laughs> finding other ways to like wring more laughs out of it. And just it was alive in the moment it was alive in the moment it was moments where like it was like you know like when you meditate you know how they say when you meditate you can start to see your thoughts and you could kind of move them around like you say i don't want to talk i don't want to think about that right now you know what i mean let me settle that let me i don't want to talk i don't want to think about that and you like clear your mind it was almost like the reverse of that in the way of oh wow all right let me let's play with that you know what I mean? Oh, oh, okay. Look, like there's times when I'll see something when I'm in the moment and I'll make a mental note to myself, but 
to not uh, get off on a tangent or pull away from maybe a bit I got in motion. I just kind of dismiss it. When in this moment, man, I was just saying whatever was coming to mind. You know, mm-hmm. like really just just being in there and just trusting my funny, just trusting who I am. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As opposed to sticking to the script. You know, and it's funny because I was right. telling a friend of mine who was asking about that type of thing. And, you know, and it's always been something that I've tried to be conscious about, you know, because, you know, like that. I There was a time when I would look at material as inventory, you know, mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I only got... I got like this amount of this and this amount of that. Once that's done, ooh, we asked out. But what's going to build you is just being out there, just being in the moment, just being comfortable with the people and seeing whatever happens and some shit might come from that. And it's not like a new discovery, but I indulged in it a lot more this past weekend and it was it was a good time. So it was uh I enjoyed that. I was I was trying to be as present as possible. I'm gonna try to you know continue doing that. You know I felt like I unlocked something. Over there. So hold on, we got real Chicago street shit going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so in that discovery, right? Yes. Do you look back over your career and be like all of the times that you didn't do that, and be like shit? Is it that type of an awakening or is it like, okay, I was cool, but now I'm going to do this? Uh, maybe passively, but like I try not to beat myself because that'll open up a vicious spiral. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. I want to go back and unpack and be like, I should have made a left. 15 years ago. No, right, I don't right, want right, to do right, that because, right. I, you know, everything that happened got me to where I am right, and right, for right. good and bad, right? right and right, right. it don't really do nothing to do that. It's like, well, just just take the lesson and make the adjustment in this right. moment because sometimes right. you might have, like, I might have consciously even had that thought before. There's times when, specific, there's times when I've had material that I was doing four or five years ago that wouldn't hit that I might just stumble on like mm-hmm. even just in the moment or going back through material and it like it hits way different because I'm right. a different performer now so right. yeah I think I think everything everything happens at when it's supposed to happen at least right, that's right. what I try to trust I no trust no that. I, I trust that as well I'm just the type of I'm a I'm a motherfucker that be analyzing shit, right? I don't go back. I don't beat myself up about shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I try not to. I used to, but I worked on that. You know what I'm saying? But I be I be rewinding the tape on shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can know how I got to this place. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be like, you know, shit. I remember in 1990 motherfucking Laze Skip, that, happened, that same shit happened. You know what I'm saying? And this is how I fixed it in 2022. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn. I wouldn't normally have thought that it that from 93 did apply to 22. But that was the first time I ever felt that shit. 
And it's always about feeling. You know what I'm saying? It ain't never the actual events or nothing like that. It's how you felt in an event and how you reacted to an event or how you how you moved in a certain space. And and now I'm feeling the same thing in 2022, but now I see it and I can fix that shit. And then it kind of crushes 2022 all the way back to 93. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason I asked Spook, but I don't even mm-hmm. know if that even makes sense to anybody that's listening. But when, when I was talking about the timeline jumps and shit, Mm-hmm. That's that's the exact that's the thing. It's like boom, going to a specific time, and then fixing that shit in twenty twenty two, and it ain't fixing it for ninety three. It's fixing it forever. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what I'm trying to talk about. Mm-hmm. So like like being in your moment, you know what I'm saying? You got that breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? It's breaking through in that moment and forever. By killing everything before it. But, you know, I don't know how all that works. I'm just telling you from the little bit of experience that I've got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I get it. <clears throat> I get it. I'm with, like, I'm trying, what I'm trying to work on, like, just personally, not even just career-wise, but just personally, is grace and acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, Cause like I said, like I don't like to. Cause I could, I could beat myself up. That's easy, right? And I remember somebody said it was kind of slick. They was like, if you're gonna beat yourself up, use a feather. And I was like, I <laughs> like that, right? But um, I could, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 cool. I like that one. But it's also like when I do look back, like you saying, like. You making this correction. And who's to say I won't make another correction or, you know, that's just life. That's evolution. Everything Mm -hmm. should change as you, you know, go further along with life. The experience is the best teacher and things are going to happen that make you have to calibrate to move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, What I have a problem with and I'm trying to be way more. Give myself grace and accept myself at every point in life, right? So you said, like, if you see something worked and you like, damn, I wish I applied it to everything that I did, I don't want to, like, or burn down all of that other stuff. Only thing is, that was the vehicle that got you to where you are, right? Mm-hmm. So just in a, it's like an example, you know, I need to put clips up, right? Mm-hmm. And... I am the worst at that. And I don't even like saying I'm the worst at that. I just have a, I struggle with that and for a couple reasons, but I'll give you one or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the pandemic, I remember I got on live. I might have talked about this. I got on live because I was going through my hard drive and I was looking at old sets and I just went on live and I had the camera pointed at my um, my computer screen. And I was going through old sets and I was kind of like narrating slash critiquing the sets. And it's the worst. It was the worst for me because I guess in that moment I was doing what I needed to do. Right. And mm-hmm. but when I look at that and most of this, like most stuff that I do, I, oh, I damn near only see 
what went what what I would have changed, what I don't like about it. It becomes cringe worthy, right? And a lot of creatives are like this, right? Because mm-hmm. I sent a clip to a friend of mine because I I was just an old clip, but I thought it was funny. And they were like, oh, it's cringeworthy. I, I, I hate seeing this. And I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I thought it was funny. But it's just sometimes you look at it, right? So I'm looking at the thing. I'm looking at how I'm performing, what I'm saying, the material. Like, I'm judging all of this. I'm judging the fit. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I was on stage wearing that. What are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> things like that. Like, I'm like, oh, I can't share this with the world. I bought it to live. I was like, all right, y'all. <laughs> I was done. I was out. I ain't go live since. But <laughs> seriously. And it was just like, man, at some point, man, you got to accept that that was you. You're right, you know, like that was you. Uh, it always reminds me of that that meme when they be like, uh, when they be like, "That's your man." <laughs> she be like, "I'm gonna love him and I'm gonna stand by him." You gotta feel that way about yourself, you mm. know. Like you gotta be like, "Yeah, that's me. That was me back in them days." And wee, but you know what? I I wouldn't have been here without there, you know. And it's. It's tougher. It's tough to do, but that it's look. It was enough to get you where you needed to go in that moment, right? So, I'm just trying to work on that. Like I'm trying to work on that, and it also. And I hate looking back, just in general, anyway. Like I'll journal, and I journal in the way of I'm thinking like these journal entries will have me looking at the stuff that thematically I was thinking of or I was obsessed with or where I was, I could track whatever I was anxious about or what I was dealing with in this moment. And I'm like, hopefully that'd give me like, uh, you know, an indication, a timeline of what I, what I dealt with and what I got, you know, all of that. But Mm -hmm. I rarely, if ever go back and read any of those things, or if I do again, it's kind of like, it's, it's not as, it's not as bad but it's just like, okay, all right, I see what it is. And I, and I almost, as I'm reading it, I feel like I'm reliving it. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't even want to relive it. I already did this. I don't want to live this twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I rarely watch movies more than once. Right. So, you know. Uh, but a long, a long story short, I'm just saying, moving forward, though, trying to give myself grace. Like, if I have a bad set or if I have a great set, Handle it the same. You know, I know you say that. You know, take your wins like your losses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And be a good winner and a good loser. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, um, yeah. So, uh, but this weekend was fun. I felt good about it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Man, that's good to hear, man, because, you know, I haven't heard a lot, a lot of comedy talk on here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That was a little bit right there. Right, we'll, we'll have some more. We'll have some more. Let's, let's get to this TV shit. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, we got like a three-headed beast now. I don't know if you watched all three situations. Which you know we the got three our, situations? Well, we got our two standbys, the Dragons. Yeah. Yep. We got the uh, the Canaan. Canaan. But also the old Atlantis came back. Yeah, I don't know I'm, if you I'm, saw I'm, that. I'm man. up on everything. Okay, well, shit. Now, there we go. I don't there remember. Oh, 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 and this is this is obviously we ain't gonna do because it's super sporadic. 
but I stumbled upon it. A new episode of Respect Life came out. Yeah, like a, yeah, you know, our good friend Felicia Gordon, who's a friend of the pod. Okay. Who really, who really watches the Respect Life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Sent me the new episode. Okay. Okay. But Shout I was kind of like, where the fuck do I begin? Like, nigga, I ain't seen Respect Life in about two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take them like specials. You know how they do like a little Christmas special and a and whatever, whatever Thanksgiving type specials, like yeah. once or twice a year. It's so funny, man. I wish they came out more frequently because when I do watch it, I realize how much I like it. Like how I've, I, it's like it taps back in, even just off the strength of the um the theme song. Like, you know, when you uh, like a show, you like the thing, like, okay, that's my joint. I remember this. Or some of the characters come up, like, okay, there go my man, such and such. Okay, there go Billy, or there go Cab, or, you know what I mean? Damn, where's Mello? You know, that type of shit. You're like, okay, and, you know, but it was good to watch. But uh, shout out to Boom Pacino, man. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some more in a, you know what I mean, in a more uh, frequent fashion. But... Back to our regularly scheduled program. Where you want to go? You want to go? You want to go Atlanta? You want to go Raisin? Or you want to go to the house? Well, you know, we start with the House of the Dragons. You know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're going to start with HBO. HBO. Okay. HBO Max. Yeah. All, you know, all of the things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess we go by budget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There it is. Um, right. Nah, but the, the Dragons was on one this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Love Renera finally conceded to get married mm-hmm. to the, you know what I'm saying, the half black, you know, heir of the, the what's the, the Valerians and shit. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you got, <clears throat> you got her from last episode, her little, you know, her, her, her uh, King's Guard. A motherfucking knight in shining armor, a white knight, as they would throw in there. All of the mm. you know subliminal racial shit that the thrones mm. give you. Her white mm-hmm. knight in shining armor and shit. Mm-hmm. She let him deflower. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After after her uncle got her riled up and put her up on game to what life could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she go. You know what I'm saying? She get up with a new husband to be let him know yeah I know you're gay I know you're like man I know your sexual proclivities and shit but guess what I'm on some other shit man that's my uncle had told me you know what I'm saying let it be what it's gonna be you know what I'm saying and not you know what I'm saying and not and not be caught up in the politics of the shit so she run that game to him. I guess he, you know, he like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'm with it. You with it. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? So she she got her shit laid out. It's all good. I'm going to have my motherfucking shit. You have your motherfucking shit. And we going to keep it on going. So she good. Boom. She set up for the marriage and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, the uncle, he out there. He still vying to be the king. And he playing all his parts. He got his ass sent back to the veil. You know what I'm saying? Where it's rumored to be that all the women in the veil are uglier than a motherfucker. 
So he get back to the bell. We we now see his wife, and she ain't that ugly. She ain't even ugly at all. <laughs> she ain't that ugly. She ain't even ugly at all. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like but that. you expect the veil. You be like, because right. the last motherfucker from the veil we knew was, you know what I'm saying, Ned Stark's wife's sister. And she was uglier than a motherfucker. Mm, got her about that. She got pushed to the moon roof. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I guess that's an ongoing theme. I think they be bringing back these themes. Right. You know what I'm saying? The veil. Right. I guess if you're a wife, you say it's a hard time coming because your husband gonna kill your motherfucking ass. Mm. Little finger pushed his wife through the little moon roof, and then old Damon go back and bash his wife's skull in, so he could be free of that, and then he could go pursue. You know what I'm saying? His chances of being the motherfucking king. You know what I'm saying? Or being somewhat close to the motherfucking throne. So, uh, he, he he killed his wife and all went on back to King's Landing. You know what I'm saying? Unaffected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You not know feeling no type of way. Not feeling no type of way. And then the king, old poor sass, you know what I'm saying? He banished his brother. But his brother walks in, he kind of like, all right, nigga, pull a nigga a chair up. Shit, fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck this nigga doing here. So, you know, the wedding is going down. Then you got the husband who's gay paramour is kind of feeling himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're going to have this shit set up. It's going to be good. See, the queen done proposed the little shit to you. Let it be known that it's all good because she know your paramour. But who is hers, right? So, you know, his nosy motherfucking ass want to figure out who is her motherfucking person. So he scoped the room, whoop, whoop, whoop. He got it figured out. Sir Christian Cole, goddamn knight in shining armor, white knight, as the racist thrones would say. So, it ain't good enough for him to figure it out, right? And let his people know. Oh, he want to let the motherfucker, he want to let Sir Christian Cole know he know. You know what I'm saying? Which is dangerous than a motherfucker because that secret is a, some shit that could affect the stability of the realm, as they would say. Yeah. So he go up to Sir Christian Cole, whispering his motherfucking ear, yeah, 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 nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be all good because, you know, it's understood what it is and how it's going to be. You know what I'm talking about? And now I know is you, we on the same team. Christian Cole, like, nigga, what the fuck is you talking about coming spitting riddles in my motherfucking ear while I'm on motherfucking post, nigga? What the, state your business, nigga. Right, right, right. I'm working, Pop. <laughs> nigga, I'm state working. Your, state your motherfucking business, nigga. So he stayed his business. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, I fuck with the motherfucker over here, and I know you fuck with her over there, nigga. So it's all good, right? Right, right? Christian Cole, like, oh. This nigga might have tried me. This nigga, <laughs> nigga, no secret and shit. Nigga, this a, that's a death sentence for me, nigga. You run around spitting this shit in my ear like it's okay, nigga. Like, I'm supposed to be good with this shit. And for the moment, he was good with that shit. Then Damon asked the brother. He go out there. He need to talk to the princess and shit. Because he, you know. He got her groomed. He got her groomed up, right, right? 
So he mm-hmm. go over there and stay his peace. And she kind of like, nigga, what you going to do? Nigga, you going to run away with me? Nigga, steal me away and be my motherfucking husband? Nigga, what you going to do then, nigga? And before he could motherfucker have a response, so Christian Cole wasn't having none of that shit. He seen that shit popping up. He like, nigga, I got to kill somebody tonight. And mm-hmm. I, know I, I know I can't kill the brother of the king, but I'm going to kill this motherfucking punk ass nigga stating this shit in my motherfucking ear. That I ain't asked for that he just volunteered, nigga. This your motherfucking this your motherfucking night, nigga. <laughs> so Christian Cole got the beat in the motherfucking head and Ground beef. Ground beef, nigga. Then they killed the motherfuckers paramour. Now the motherfucking <laughs> husband is sad and wailing in the motherfucking church and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> This nigga uh, wailing, nigga. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Lord. He like one of them guys who want to jump in the casket. Take me with you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? This nigga wailing and shit. So that shit was crazy. So they go ahead and get on married and shit. You know, they going to go ahead and do what they do. That's a closed chapter <laughs> in the Dragon's Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else the fuck was going on in that episode? What else? Yeah. What you got? I just got a couple, couple. Go notes. ahead, go ahead. Things that I've seen. Uh, Lainor is the black cat, right? That's mm. Lainor. Uh, Game of Thrones. We talking about budgets? Mm. They need some black hairdressers on that show, man. Why? Because the yarn dreads. <laughs> yarn dreads <laughs> is looking like one of them little. Tornado mops that they sell at uh, Walmart. That, that shit look like some Muppets, like the Sesame Street. Exactly, exactly. Like he was a yarn for real. Exactly. They already otherized, otherized by being black, but now the wig pieces are looking crazy. Father, his wig piece is cool, but son, his wig piece just looks a little bugged out. They just need somebody to kind of blend it a little better to where it just don't look. <laughs> Ridiculous. That nigga, went to, that nigga went to wardrobe notes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I got notes. Like I said, I got a, got a few comments on that, so that's one. Um, now, Christian Cole, is it Christian Cole? That's his name, Sir Cole? Mm-hmm. Christian Cole, Sir Cole? Uh, Sir Christian Cole. Sir Christian Cole. They got him whooping ass. Yeah, no, no, he turned my man's whole headpiece into a pinata. I mean, he beat this nigga with an exclamation point on his fist. I mean, damn. But it's all this pent-up anger. He don't realize his place. He did. He had the realization, but he wasn't at the point of acceptance. No, he couldn't accept it. He couldn't accept it. No, because he, you know, look, man, he used to be a warrior, you know, and like a good warrior, you see what he could do. Yeah. Just on the impromptu tip. You know, Man. like this is this had a But party. what they said, what they said about the nigga though. They said it was like they said the nigga was pussy whipped, but they said he was cunt something. Oh, cunt struck. Yeah, that cunt struck. Cunt struck. That nigga was cunt struck. Yeah, which is a slick one. Which is a slick one. But even before that, but even with which is slick, construct is wild. It sounds like a, a, a Instagram page. Man, they, they took pussy whip and medievalized that mm-hmm. shit. Took it back, took it back, showed you the origin. Um, so old construct Cole, he 
kind of realized it when she pitched him it on the on the boat. And he was like, "You want me to be your whore?" Like he don't realize where he's at. You know what I mean? Right. Like what right. he now? Okay, you were uh, you you know you were a warrior. Where you from? And you pitched your idea. Look, my I got all of the oranges and cinnamon you need. <laughs> Run away with me. She's like, bro, I am about to be king. I'm about to be the first female king. What is you talking about? My bro? dragons need to eat. They don't right, eat right, oranges right. and spices. Oh, yeah. We ain't just doing that. And she said it too. She didn't even itch. she didn't even bring up the oranges. She was like, hold on. So you want me to go to your your cinnamon kingdom? She killed him like it was cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> he killed him. He was like, look, I'll, I'll let you smash. You can jump off. All you got to do is, you know, wear your armor and come to the room when I need you to. You know, like that's going to be your life. You can have, keep your sentiments, keep your oranges, but I need you to stay put and play your position. Now, he didn't like that. He didn't mm. like that. So that's bubbling inside of him. Now, I don't know. I'm sure it's because... You got the, uh, you done, you done got me on the racism hunt. So, like, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for all of that. So, when they were walking the coast, which was hilarious, which was a nice looking coast, but it was like, yo, where's uh, Renera and, and, and Lenore at? Oh, they walking the coast. There's a long ass coast, too. They walking that shit crazy. Nice, nice ivory sands. But, um, <laughs> when they were doing that little matter of taste thing, she was like, you know, you might like duck. I might like lamb or something like that. Right. It was like, I, you know, nah, nah, it's like you might like goose. I might like duck. I might like duck. Yeah. I, at first, I thought that was, you know, look, I don't really like black guys. You ah. know what I'm saying? Like white folks. <laughs> I thought that's what that was. She's like, nah, look, I know you might. Like that's pussy and dick. Yeah. I didn't get it until <laughs> a couple seconds later. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. But at first, I was on my Dr. Umar. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, see, look at the bullshit. She don't even fucking accept him for who he is. But okay, so they, they she was like, look, you could continue. But did, but did you know? Did you know he was gay? I didn't know he was gay until that moment. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. They showed him with his little paramour earlier in the season, like episode one or some shit. Uh, okay, did you catch that or you caught yeah, it on yeah, the yeah. rewatch? I, I knew that. I knew that from the. I knew that from the from the get. Okay, but but yeah, see, they wasn't it, a yeah. thing. They wasn't supposed to be a thing at that time, cause right. him and the him and the redhead dude have been frolicking around. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like episode one. Mm. Yeah, I gotta watch that back. I gotta watch that back. So, uh, so there's that. Um, I thought old uh, what was Rebecca? What's her name? Um, Damon's wife that got killed. Rebecca Rain from the Veil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray, Ray, Rain or some shit. Yeah. Something like that. That horse she had is on some bullshit. Like, that horse fucked the whole shit up. Like, I don't even understand why the horse acted crazy like that. This has well, been your horse I for years. I think Damon did something to him, but we didn't see okay. it. You know what I'm we saying? We couldn't tell. Some, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they must not have got a good shot on the man. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. then I thought something was going to happen when Cousin Gerald, which I like a white Gerald. You don't really see too much of a white Gerald. <laughs> Cousin Gerald came through from the veil. Just to let Damon know, yo, I know some bullshit happened. I want you to know that I know. Damon don't give a fuck, though, which I appreciate. I told you that motherfucker is the great disruptor. 
You Shut know. Up. So he is like, he, man. He's he, he just not a good, he's not a good motherfucking um, antagonist. He's, you don't think so? I mean, he, he is in theory. Maybe it's the actor himself. Mm. He's just like an old puss ass nigga that's, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Be crying in the whole house and shit, but then want to act tough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Okay. okay, because he got the king's protection and shit. Like, he's king brother, so he could do shit. But he like Jamie Lannister and shit. But Jamie, mm. Jamie had a little more. He had a little more honor about himself. You know what I'm he's saying? Nice this, this, yeah, this nigga here is just old bitch ass, old spoiled brat ass nigga. But go ahead. I can see that. I can see that. And I think since he's the king's brother, a lot of his his irritation or a lot of his offense is little brother irritation. Get under mm-hmm. your skin type shit. Mm-hmm. So, but <clears throat> he be flaunting that shit. He know nobody is going to check that man. You right. know what I mean? At least at this point. He got Gerald wants privilege. something. Yeah, he got super white privilege. Gerald wants some shit, but he ain't, he ain't stepped to him just yet. So there was that. Also, dog. The king in this cough is ridiculous. It's like, at what point are you gonna die? You know what I mean? Like, are we gonna like? It's like at some point, it's like, what's up, man? The are you terminal or nah? He ain't he dying. It's just what it Cause, is. Because when you look at the preview, they skip ahead about fifteen mm-hmm. years, and yeah, he's still around. Still coughing. <laughs> still in the in the mix. Oh, weak ass king, holding <laughs> on. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, that nigga got the maesters of, of God in this bitch. Yeah, he definitely got Dwayne and Reed working for him. Them niggas got him all the way, <laughs> got him medicated all the way there. And speaking of Dwayne and Reed, that's what got Allison tight. Because this old gossip ass vagrant nigga who <laughs> came up with just this old unsolicited ass gossip. Old like, Yo. cleft foot ass nigga come with this bullshit. <laughs> He came through stumbling with all the with the shade and the tea. Looking, looking like mm. the sun. It was the first time I seen him in the other episode. Breaking Bad? Yeah, oh. he looking like the sun from Breaking Bad. Oh, Walter <laughs> Jr.? Walter oh, Jr. Man. Oh, man. Damn. Yeah, he definitely coming through <laughs> sprinkling a whole lot of hate on the situation. <laughs> As they oh. would say, in Miami, I hear spread velocity and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you should know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I hate the reluctant gossip. You know what I mean? You're doing it. You're doing it, but you're not claiming. It's real passive aggressive. I Look, I don't know if you knew, but I don't know. I mean, hey, from hey. what I understand. <laughs> hey, but you know? in them days, man, you had to be reluctant because anything could get your hair wrong. Oh, yeah. You had to go. <laughs> you had to roll. He, he already, you know, impaired. Right. So he, know, he know that life. I mean, nobody's lived without a head except fucking Ichabod Crane. But I'll say that. So there's that. So now he put the he put the bug in Allison's ear. Right. Allison, I think Allison was trying to get Damon knowledge out of Cole, and Cole was so like right. overwhelmed yes. with feelings that he put himself yeah, out there yeah. like an she idiot. She thought it was Damon. She didn't know nothing about Cole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cole went on ahead and put himself in front of the motherfucker swore like fuck it. I'm and he ready I'm, to die. He ready I'm to so, die. He like if yeah. I'm so cunt struck that goddamn I'm gonna let you know. Right. 
If I can't live with you, I don't, don't want to live at all. He on I don't that shit. Live at all. So he on that. That's that. Uh, what else I saw? Oh, one thing <clears throat> that I didn't catch prior. It was a whole lot of cousin being dropped. I didn't realize they were cousins. Who? They said cousins a bunch of times. The Valerians and the Targaryens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they cousins. Cause the white Targaryen is married right. to the black Valerian. Got yeah, so, so that's how they that's how they got related. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Through marriage. They were definitely dropping that as like, yo, like, yo, you know we shouldn't be doing this. And then my last point, the Valerian they, they, they daughter. They don't care about doing that. <clears throat> they don't seem like that. seems like that comes across later no, in, that, in time. That, that, yeah, that, that, like, that ain't even People no had thing. to get to that. Yeah, it's like, look, everything is on. Everything is, you know, it is what it is. But like the Valerian daughter looked like she was trying to jump off with Damon too, trying to you know get her van. I don't know if she just well, wanted to jump, or well, she wanted to get in position. Well, uh-huh. well, you know I had read ahead in the goddamn book of uh, Fire and Blood, mm-hmm. and and Damon does marry the little black Targaryen, uh, black okay. Valerian girl. That's his uh, next okay. move. That's his next mm-hmm. move. Got it. You know got it. Got and it. And he ends up marrying Rhaenyra. But she's gonna be Rhaenyra's next husband. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Damn, you didn't hit us with a spoiler. No, oh, ain't no shit. spoiler. I mean, I mean it's in the, the book, but the book live out there. You know what I'm saying? I know, but you book, know. Nigga, I'm just saying, nigga, spoiler alert. Fuck it. You know what I'm talking about? Books is like Brussels sprouts, <laughs> like Kanye say. That's uh, <laughs> so crazy. Uh, but uh, and the last thing, what are we talking about? Cousin. The land daughter of the club. Well, I, I think that was the whole. Oh, and then Allison. Now Allison about to. She like I. Right, I'm about to. You know, it's me against the world type shit. Yeah, Allison got to make her son the king. So she now realizing yeah. what the court shit is all about. Right. And, and the Game of Thrones. She like really realizing that. Oh, this mm-hmm. is the Game of Thrones. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. She changed. So she she got to get in position. She done got her daddy fired. Mm-hmm. On some bullshit. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She think the world against her. Pops is like, bitch, you got to get this shit. This is real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's trying to get herself in position. So we'll see. Last question. Because it kind of ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Do you think Sir Cole killed himself or did she spare him and now no, no, she no, probably. No, 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 no. Sir Cole got saved. She came up. And was right. like, Sir Cole, what are you doing? Right, I right. Need it went you. off. He about right. to side up with her. He finna mm-hmm. say, fuck Renera and side up with the queen. Mm-hmm. So he gonna be the queen's king, queen's guard ass nigga. Because he mm-hmm. already the leader of the king's guard. So mm-hmm. he about to represent her. And Renera about to be on her own. I don't know who the fuck she gonna get to represent her. But, you know what I'm saying? She done... Pussy whooped her knight, and now he he don't know what to do. So now she got to find a new knight. Yeah, man. Well, let's so, see what happened. That was so, a sad-ass wedding. <laughs> that wedding so, was so sad. The, the crazy part is when you see the, 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 the preview and shit, and then she got all these kids with brown hair, right? This the racist Ooh. shit. Uh, Renera. Uh-huh. Because they like, you know, to do it once is one thing, but three times, like, come on. Cause no, they done fast forwarded a few years. Mm-hmm. So she got these kids with brown hair. And of course, 
uh, Lenore got blonde hair and she got blonde hair. She got the Targaryen blonde, he got the Valyrian blonde. Mm-hmm. But see, that ain't even a telltale, nigga. The telltale is why your kids ain't black. Right, why? What's the, See what I'm saying? the hair texture? Like, ain't no force. Why your kids ain't black is the telltale, but you know, the Game of Thrones is racist, so. Yeah, you know, we, but we I mean, homie don't want. He not construct. He far from that. No, he, yeah. he, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he on some other shit. But I'm yeah. saying, if they gonna say these kids are not his, it's not because their hair is brown, it's because their ass ain't black. <laughs> you know oh, so you felt about? like you felt like they tried to do a little bait and switch, try to like they, yeah, they just doing a little one two one two on us and shit. Like yeah, these ain't his kids. So now it's a reason for them not to hire more black actors and shit. Mm. <laughs> Man, here we go. Here we go. You know I know what's gonna happen. We, we made we made we made the black motherfucker gay, so he ain't having no babies. He ain't gonna right, reproduce right. on the fucking set, nigga. Fuck End of the line. End of the line. line there's not no more mops. Sorry. You know in name um, only, but the, these kids gonna be white, and these actors mm-hmm. gonna be white, and the actors that make money on the set is gonna be white. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well. Go ahead. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. I would say, do you have any uh, theories, any predictions, but you've been reading the book, so you kind of know yeah, what's next. I, I be reading shit, but, you know, it don't all line up. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, you got they, any they, predictions? They, re- they reinterpret the shit. They reinterpret the shit. Mm-hmm. Only predictions, what do I have as a prediction? I don't know, because this shit jump ahead 10 years. I don't know what the fuck going on. I'm going to wait to see. I, I ain't going to give y'all no predictions, because I'm, I'm I'm a fan. I'm just watching along. You think it's day for day. This shit is decade for decade around this bitch. Yeah, no, they doing what they doing. They jumping. They time, they time hopping. They time, they time hopping hop. like a motherfucker. They got, they got 172 years to cover. So shit, mm-hmm. they going to they gonna do what they going to do, and they might time back. You might double back. Who knows? They never know. You never know. <laughs> shit might go out of order or some Quentin Tarantino shit. All right. Uh, take it to the A or are we going to Queens? Uh, let's go to Queens. Okay. All right. So let me think about what I saw. I'm going to just jump in real quick. So this episode... We seeing, uh, I'm trying to remember. We seeing Kanan kind of now. He's in the game, kind of working, kind of well, working from the ground well, up. Well, first of all, they put him on on delivery duty. Mm-hmm, yeah. Brown Run. bag duty, brown bag uh, duty, as they uh-huh. would say it in the show. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, he's quickly fucked that up. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. So they got him. Rocky. The courier, and he gets he gets hijacked immediately by some <laughs> stick up kids. For and, nigga uh, that he know, like nigga gets give me your shit. The uh, neighborhood fuck. stick up kid, you so yeah. you already know what it is. Uh, so he yapped uh, famous's chain, which was gold plated, and then he took uh, <laughs> he took he took that he relieved Kanan of his Jan sport. Now Kanan like fuck. And um, Jansport got my mama money in that bitch. Yeah, yeah. But he knows, which was pretty interesting. He knows that he don't want to 
one, rely on some nepotism or also show that he's inept because he's seeing his uncles, the treatment you get when you inept in the Rocky uh, enterprise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Moms know how to really demoralize a motherfucker when you Mm -hmm. on some bullshit. So Mm -hmm. he like, I know I got to handle this on some real shit. So now he got to get resourceful. He asking famous, what kind of weapons you got? Or what, what kind of cutlery you got at the house? Famous like dog. <laughs> that's I'm that's happy. funny shit. This nigga looking for cutlery. <laughs> he looking for cutlery. But you could tell that's, that's beginner weaponism. You know what I mean? When we talked about weaponry a while back, sometimes you got to start with whatever you can get. You got to be resourceful. But D, but D, come on, man. This nigga put a gun in his face. And you looking for cutlery? Which is silly. Which is silly. (laughs) Come on. But it also shows, I think there's also a part to where we got to show there's the learning curve. Kanan, as close in proximity as he is to the OG and the gangster, you know what I mean? The the overlord, the queen pen, he still can't really always put it together. He's still a little slow. He's not as goofy. As famous, go ahead. He, go ahead. he is goofy, nigga. Looking for cutlery, nigga. You yeah. already done shot a police officer, nigga. Yeah. You done got shot at just last week in the fucking Catskills. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you done seen niggas die. And you looking for a fucking knife, nigga? <laughs> Come on. It was at a man. loss. He was at a loss. Because I think also, I think also... I don't think he wanted to arouse suspicion. So come, he ain't no... Come on, look, man. This nigga I'm put not, a gun in your face and took your back. And, and you no. looking for a knife. I understand. What, you going to sneak the nigga and jug him? It don't make too much sense. That's understood. <laughs> it don't make too much sense. But that's the point. I think they trying to show that the kid is still green as fuck. Right. So anyway, uh, he go holla at, I forget homegirl name. But I think mom's names is Paloma. He go to the he go to the to the to the Vixen household. Mom's you know I mean? is on it. She already done the whole place. Mom's is like, look, look, when a man asks you for some uh for some cutlery to cook up, you don't get in his way. You go get you know what? Kana, come here in this kitchen. I think I got what you need. So she hit him, hit him with a biscuit and some sugar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little side sugar right there on the cheek. That shit, that shit fucked this whole world up. He ain't even looking back now. He like, damn. Hey, some side sugar from a grown woman. And you're <laughs> okay, a 16-year-old nigga, nigga. You, nigga. You, is, you melted butter, nigga. Nigga's over. Put that nigga on some flapjacks. <laughs> he is done. He like he like Q laying in the bed with Cindy from Envo. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, shit. <laughs> Get that nigga a cigarette because he is done. <laughs> So now she hit him with a with an old school a old school revolver. <laughs> Say yo, handle business. You know what I mean? Hey, so hey, hey, but that's that's the best weapon to give a criminal nigga a revolver, nigga. Don't drop don't jam. no shells. That shit don't mm. drop no shells and it mm. don't jam. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm. Nigga, that is a criminal weapon, nigga. Mm. You fuck around with a nigga with a revolver, nigga, you know you're dealing with a nigga who know. He gonna kill you. He He's gonna probably kill gonna you. kill you. If you it ain't nigga, gonna take too many shots, uh, nigga. That shit's uh, gonna be pow pow, nigga. You out. Yeah, done deal, <laughs> done deal. Shit. So anyway, so she hit him with the revolver, 
They slide back over to it, you know. They bum rush the show, run up in the spot, got the revolver out, you know what I mean? We caught you slipping, give it up fast. Now, stick up kid, now he sound like he want to be a stick up kid with integrity. He was like, Kaden, when I saw the money, I was going to run it right back to you. All right, brother, I don't believe that. But before I go, let me just give you a good pistol whipping. Aha! Hold that. And now I gotta get on my motherfucking Sir Cole, Christian Cole, Christian Cole, and, nigga. and tenderize Brown your face, you, nigga. Yeah, nigga, doom, doom. I gotta send a message to everybody in this motherfucking flop house, this trap house. Let y'all <laughs> niggas know this is what it is. Don't run up on Canaan or famous <laughs> no more. No, they had no fucking no real furniture. Them niggas was damn near sitting on crates. So he gave it to homie. Bing, bing, the bing, bing. So much so that the neighbor from across the hall, that nigga was he was traumatized and called the cops. So now they running outside. Cops is these cops are official. These cops is better than dominoes. Cops pulled up, got fucking famous. And the book oh, bag. Shit. I don't know why Famous had the book bag. Well, because he okay. was whooping nigga ass and he told him to grab the book bag. Oh, okay, guy. Okay, but damn, on the walkout, I figured I would on the walkout, retrieve it was the bag. To switch up. It was yeah, to switch I figured because Famous is not to be trusted with anything. Any so, nah. So they cop, they get Famous. They got him in the, in the thing. Next thing you know, Famous is booked. He come home to the house. Mom, famous, is in jail. We need to save him. Mom's turned into boss. That <laughs> nigga is him. not on payroll. We he ain't got saving his own family. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. His, we gotta, you better call his moms. Fuck out of there. Or well, somebody gonna get that nigga. But at this moment, he too hot. We can't fuck with him. Marvin, like, you know what your mother said? Lulu, this nigga, I don't know. He still tried to figure out. What's going on with these MPs? You know what I mean? He's trying to flip Lula a sample got on his a lot head. Of shit going on, man. He I got too much Lula. shit. I fuck with Lula. Lula. I want to make his pivot. He's in a real precarious situation. So anyway, so now he's like, fuck. He does confide in Marvin like, yo, Famous had the the, the bread. You know, he like, nigga, now you know your mom's. She going to count everything. And when that shit come up, it's a problem. You might as well tell her now. That's when he doubled back over to the Vixen household, get the, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh no, 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 that's not that. No, he double, he goes howl at Howard, I guess. Howl right. at he Howard. Howl at Howard. Howard, you know, Howard, father. You know what I mean? Father figure, police officer Howard. He, <laughs> father, he get, real daddy, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Need the pops now because he's full out reprimanding them. Like, listen, nigga, when I tell you to meet me somewhere, you better meet me. You know what I mean? And your and your little friend is a clown. That's father shit. That's some parental <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? So boom, he gets you out in the contraband. Nothing's touched. But my friendly crackhead man, he peeped it. You know what I'm saying? Because the crackhead was the first ring cam. You know what I mean? Right, so that right, nigga seen right. it all. So, so now, he gonna run that back to Marvin. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, he said he gonna run it back to who? Moms or who? Marvin. Marvin. Oh yeah. Ain't that the same crackhead who was trying to get Marvin to sell him some motherfucking crack when it was closed? Oh, the early morning. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Morning. I think it was yeah, young early same, morning. Yeah, the same early morning. Ed, he was the same crackhead. Was that last season? 
he did something else. I forgot, but he's he's been around. He's like, you know, there's always that one crackhead that's the most popular. He like the most popular crackhead. He like, if there's a crackhead call sheet, he number one on the crackhead call sheet. Anyway, so then he peeped that whole thing, and they seeing a little, these two buddy buddy. Boom. Also, his partner is starting to put it together slowly, starting to put it together. Okay, I think Kanan might be the son. Finds out he was undercover at a certain time, and that's gonna she gonna put the puzzle together. Meanwhile, they show a slice of her life. She got a lady, you know what I mean? On and on, on and off again type of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got jukebox trying on dresses. You know, she's miserable, but she's trying to have a mother. You know what I mean? And I guess that's that's you know what I mean that's just part of being. Now you got to be a kid and and be miserable with your moms going out and buying clothes and you back out in the streets and your booster <laughs> squad come up yo juke what's going on what's what you good? wearing what the fuck you, you got on you know you paying for shit now let me find out what and then are those? Oh, they slide off damn juke juke look all right you know juke kind of thick right there that go marvin tight he tight at uh what's what's juke's mom's name laverne no laverne is juke <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lockett, right. I forget her real name. Uh, Loretta or some shit. Whatever. Anyway, is it Loretta? I don't know, but oh, I know. Disappeared, mom. Right. Mom. Marvin come through, say, yo, man, if you're going to be going, stay going. Don't try to come back for a check. I don't know where he's seeing a check because Juke probably ain't going to get a publishing yet. But right. anyway, so there's that. And then, oh, let's not forget Lou, sick about all of this shit that Crown been doing behind his back. I knew Crown was going to catch it. I didn't know he was going to catch it so quick. And he hit him with the brutal strangulation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he, 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 he did it. He did it a couple times. In I that mean, shit. Crown done fucked this girl. Mm-hmm. Crown done went behind his back, told the people he wasn't shit. He wasn't no music, nigga. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. God damn. This nigga he Crown was, trying to destroy him. He was trying. He was going. He working hard to die. And I didn't realize it, but until like after after uh, when he was dead, I couldn't really place it. Maybe a little bit of kid, but he also had a good amount of Morris Day energy. Old Crown, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Crown is gone. He did have a little Morris Day energy and shit. That's when it, you know. But um, so that's that. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, um, at some point, Lou. Oh, and then. Lose Zisa come in the room when when uh was just as Lou's killing the cat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she like, what we gonna do? She so know how to negotiate. So Absolutely. Now, they, now that's his lover, homie, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Barney Crown. Barney and Clyde, yep. You know what I'm saying? Nine one Barney and Clyde. So there's that. <laughs> oh, and then there's there's old Cartier with the super duper slap. Hey, can you give me a hand with this? He said, a hand? <laughs> Slap the shit out this nigga so much you're traumatizing. So when he go in his pocket to tip him, my man is broken. That shit was crazy. <laughs> that shit was so crazy, man. Oh, oh man. Shit. That shit was bananas. I'm trying to think if we, we missed anything else. Um, anything uh, else we missed? That's, that's my high, man. <laughs> okay. That shit was crazy. It was good though. I'm still enjoyed. I'm still locked in. We got a few episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Uh take us to the A, man. 
Now, see, the problem with the A is that I don't remember which one was one and which one was two. One was uh, one was the getting lost at Atlantic Station. Oh, okay. The scavenger and hunt. And then mm-hmm. two was what? Two was Petty Tender Petty uh Petty Murphy, the pettiest of all time. Oh, like, right, right, you right, fuck right, with right, me, right, I'm right, going right, to destroy right, your life. All right, all right, yeah. all right, okay. So Atlanta. Uh-huh. So they touch down. They back in the A. You know right. what I'm saying? From Europe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they at the quintessential, most central Atlanta spot of them all. Atlantic Station. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, was a little development, the shopping development that was that was supposed to be on some upscale shit when they first did it. It didn't turn out to be as such. So, you know, a lot of the upscale play. They had STK in there. They had... Uh, oh, wow. They had Rosa. What's that? Rosa de la Mexicana. Yeah, they had that shit in there when mm-hmm. it first opened. Theater and all that I shit. Knew they had the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that the motherfucker spots dipped out of there, and then it became just a regular ass spot, right? Ah. It's close to Buckhead. It's close to Bankhead. So it's, that's where the whole Waterboy shit, all that mm-hmm. shit, took place right there. You mm. know what I'm saying? Okay. That's where it started. Seventeenth Street. The bridge, mm-hmm. the water boys is out there. Water jumping on in your the car, all mm-hmm. that shit. So mm-hmm. it was supposed to be one thing, it turned into another. So that was a great place to set the scene coming back to the A. I don't know where all the X's and all that shit came from, but mm-hmm. you know, okay, we, we rolling with the story. So they running into their X's. Uh, uh what's his name? Paperboy, Darius. No, 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 the Fucking Earn, Earn, and Van, they running into the axes, they doing that thing. Paperboy and goddamn, what's the other nigga name? Darius. Darius is, you know, somewhere else doing the air data. Darius mm-hmm. trying to return a motherfucking air fryer in the middle of a motherfucking um, uprising, looting mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. Which was real. Reminiscing, they pulling from the whole George Floyd situation, especially yeah, down yeah, to the woman in the Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely that line of the wheelchair lady getting fucking mm-hmm. blasted with the fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he trying to do his little air fryer, trying to do it the respectable way, uh-huh. and get it's his very money back. Darius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nigga yeah. at the cash register like when to give him his refund was like, you know what? Fuck this, I'm taking this shit for myself. I'm out, nigga. Yo, yo. This is my sovereign. Yeah, yeah, so now the lady in the wheelchair is following him, trying to stab his ass up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to follow that whole trajectory of that story because it really was, you know, whatever. Silly. It was like, yeah. Yeah, um, my $2. You ever seen that movie, Better Off Dead? Mm-mm. You owe me $2. It's like, that's like the refrain. It's like the little Greek chorus or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, it was, it was more so like a bit. It was funny. Yeah. But it was just crazy. It was funny, yeah. but it was better, like, you know, uh, Paperboy following um, Blue Blood. Blue Blood. Mm-hmm. Fucking scavenger hunt was interesting. So he Which, follows. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Which was a, a homage to MF Doom. Homage to MF them. Doom. Yeah. But then I don't know if you caught it, but Earl's sweatshirt was the yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Mm-hmm. That, that, was was a good, that was a good hip hop moment. Mm-hmm. So he 
follow the whole shit. Everybody end up at the funeral of Blue Blood, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they took it from there. That was that episode. Yeah. <laughs> Which, this is the thing that I'll be peeping with Atlanta, or at least I'll be trying to, because I think Atlanta's like a fortune cookie. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of you kind of take what you can from it or whatever, and it's morphed into so many different things. I still love it as a show. It's still super compelling. You know what I mean? It has its Easter eggs and all of that. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to land this plane, but I felt like between these two episodes, one of the things that I was getting from it was, you know, um, all work and no play is going to look crazy when it's all said and done, when it's all over. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at, you know, the whole blue blood situation. Who was this, this, you know, this MC who was so, about I mean his 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 wife or his lady like definitely just said it like he didn't have no fun. There was no mm-hmm. joy and that's all it's about. And he put him he threw himself into his work and you know what I mean? You're the fifth person to come to this funeral. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, it would have been more people. All they had to do was just listen to the music. But ain't nobody listening to the music. And it's like he lost himself in this career but he is not really smelling the roses or at least fucking with the fruits of his labor. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think I see that happening a lot with Paperboy. I feel like this is at least the third time to where there's some type of metaphor for you need to be enjoying this journey. One Mm -hmm. thing that I peep about Paperboy is it's almost like it's bookended his career. We never really got to see what Paperboy looked like in success. We know he's making money. We know he getting, you know what I'm saying? We know they doing well. You know what I mean? We going to find out and say, shit, Earn Canal for therapy. Paperboy throwing money when he coming out of a Swedish jail. Like, you know, we know all of that. But we ain't really get to see that moment where, like, you see a motherfucker in a prom. Like, you mm-hmm. get the clues, and it almost feels like it might be towards the tail end of the prom. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that's that's just something that I, I peeped on some, uh, I guess, some moralistic type shit. But, right, uh, right, right. So let's go to, you got to go to second. second go episode. ahead, start it off. Start off second. So the second episode, how does the second episode start? Okay, second episode starts... We seeing this white woman who looking like she's kind of living uh, amongst the people. You know what I'm saying? She's a, a white woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she living with the with the black in the folks hood. in the hood. You know what I mean? Like and that shit look like Club Candlewood over okay. there, like College Park East Point. Uh-huh. My cousin Parks. stayed. Yeah, uh-huh. my cousin stayed there when she lived there when she went to Clark, but they was kind of yeah. new then. But it looked like them same spaces, but mm. 30 years later, and they not yeah. so nice no more. Nah, it ain't, it ain't as shiny. So she living there, and it's like, it's almost funny in the way that, like, broke white people are invisible to everybody. 
Like she see, she see this EMT, this black cat who she, I guess she just at least trying to be noticed. Hey, how you doing? He moving right past her. My, I don't see you. I ain't trying to engage. She get on some real peeping Tamala. You know what I mean? Peeping Tamika with a with a looking through her blondes, eating a damn hard boiled egg, thirsty. You know what I'm saying? That's where she at with it. But then she going, to, you know, she's going to laptop. And she listened to, I don't know what it was, it was a chief key for something, but she was listening to some, some, some black shit, you know what I mean? She adapting, she trying to get to it, whatever. She get an email, it's like, yo, we seen your manuscript, we would like to take you on as, you know, as one of our publishing clients. We want to publish you. She's hype, because she obviously been trying to break through for a long time. You know, she got a nine to five, but she really want to live a dream. And here it go. Here's somebody that threw a life preserver out. She is hype. All right. Parallels that you see Earn going to therapy with a black therapist, which is cool. Um, and what we kind of, Earn kind of starts to break down, you know what I mean? Why he ain't at Princeton anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, he gets into that whole situation. And that, that was always kind of, we ain't never knew. You know what I'm saying? Right, so he kind of right. talks about the incident that got him basically up out of there, what made him come back to the A. You know what I'm saying? Which kind of, for a long time, just, I didn't know what it was. I thought he just dropped out, failed, whatever. Who knew what it right, was? I thought he but, dropped out. I didn't know he yeah. got kicked out that bitch. I didn't know he got kicked out. And it seemed like he got kicked out on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? On just some black man, white space. You know what I'm saying? Um, kind of put in position, but a position that they don't really want you to have in a way. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like they don't respect your position. Like you got a master key as an RA, but when you use your master key in a situation that's dire for you. You know what I mean? You got a suit and you want to go ahead and, and get on an interview and you went and bought this damn suit and homegirl whose spot you left it at, she's unresponsive. You crack her shit, go in there, you know, <clears throat> get your suit and that's it. Go get your suit. Nah, I made it look like you assaulted her. Like you ran, you know what I mean? You violated her whole situation. Y'all both equal peers in the RA game. And probably if it went this, the opposite way, it wouldn't have been an issue. But this is a black man who is infringing or breaking into a white woman's quarters, you know? And now he's a threat. He's a threat. He ain't an RA who was empowered and, and or deputized with the same rights as homegirl. Nah, this motherfucker is breaking and entering. We're not feeling it. We got to get you up out of here. So mm -hmm. he feels a way about that, which is the the fuse to the spite uh, M80 that is the rest of his life. You know what I mean? He <laughs> got to blow up on these niggas just off the strength, just to let these motherfuckers know they did wrong. They they fucked with the wrong one. That mm -hmm. is what was been. That's the chip that's on his shoulder that's been powering this whole shit. Mm -hmm. So we find that out, and um, so. He's sorted this out with his therapist, and his therapist is kind of like really pointing it out. Like, 
you know, drawing the parallels and showing them where this happened and who did the, he can break them down. He's earned crying and everything. Like, it's really, like, he's really crystallizing a lot of the shit. All right, so there's that. Um, meanwhile, in the midst of therapy, he's on his on his phone. I'm thinking he's doing some paperboy shit. You know, we find <laughs> out he's, he's plotting and planning. You know what I mean? You know, so he going and he's playing revenge. He also recalls the thing because he's getting invited to come back to Princeton to, I guess, to speak. Or maybe right. some homecoming shit. I forget exactly what it is. Right. He, but you know. back to speak. He coming back to speak as a success. Right. I ain't even need you niggas. So you know he ready to kind of fully give them their ass to kiss. Give them his, you know, give them his ass to kiss. And he also got... Lottie and Van, he gonna take Lottie to Sesame Place. I believe it was Sesame Place, <laughs> which is hilarious because they don't fuck with black children. You right. know what I mean? But so they was going, he was setting himself up for failure either way. Now he gets, gets to the airport, he's flying domestic, you know, fucking, sucking Georgia to New Jersey, shouldn't be a problem. He don't have his regular ID, but he got his international passport. He's been traveling so much that the passport is a little weathered. But it's a passport, and this cat ain't no real threat. He's, you know what I mean? He's not no drug mule or nothing or whatever, but they want to put him in his place. This one woman in particular is like, nah, we're not letting you fly because your passport looks a little dingy. You know what I mean? He kind of just... Sorry, nigga, it's over. You and your family go home. It's done. He tried to appeal to some other people. She is relentless. Nah, shut him down. He can't fly. So now he is sick. She just really destroyed his opportunity to get his get back and to do some nice shit with his daughter. He's sick. Now, parallel to this whole shit, we see this one white woman who's living her dream, right? Like, not living her dream, but like, her dream is within reach. This is going to be a good look. She go down to the publisher's office. We see my man Tracy. We see my man Tracy. That's his name, right, Tracy? Um, old wild-ass Tracy. What's go his name, Tracy? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Terry or Tracy, whatever. Wild-ass nigga that was running up out of the um, stores at the mall. But they ain't, going, they ain't supposed to chase you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The nigga that had the tune earn up that night when outside gave him motherfucking beat his ass. So we see this nigga, oh shit, he got a job and shit. You know what I mean? Working, still being himself. Like, nigga, go sit out. You know what I mean? So he working front desk at this publishing thing. Goes to the white publisher. The publisher's like, yo, it's the end of the year. They, look, they trying to, you trying to, you know, they need some tax write-offs. They got budgets. This is the great time. We need to get you ready to do a read-along, but we're going to send you to a damn beauty salon to get you, you know what I mean, photo ready. You know, she's like, all right, she ready for everything. They send her to, I forget her name, Tamala, something like that. Some spot, I think, in the West End to go get her shit. She come through to the reading with with fucking baby hair. (laughs) <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> got her shit whipped up. They got some baby here. She got her emotional support dog. She tried to get in the, into the library. The lady was like, nah. Black woman was like, nah, we can't do that shit. She pulled out her doctor's letter. She's like, man, fuck all that doctor's letter shit. If you trying to read, you're going to have to tie that dog up outside. 
break her down a little bit. Break her down. Yeah, you know what I mean? A like a lot. quintessential sin to the motherfuckers who love their pet. Mm-hmm. But that shit ahead. hurt. That shit hurt. Break her down. Take your emotional support out of here. We putting you in here lonely as fuck. So anyway, she go out there. She, you know, finally let her dog stay out there. She goes into the thing. She goes to the reading. It's, you know what I mean? It's like a... Like it looked like a, a neighborhood situation, mostly like black kids, young black kids. And um, I already knew they was gonna give her a hard time. But they didn't even look like the type of kids to really give her a hard time, but they were getting in, they were undermining her whole shit. Nah, nigga, that horse is ugly. We don't fuck with this, da 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 da. Just shaking her, fucking her up. Meanwhile, the publisher said, make sure. You do a good job, and you'll know when the agent is in there because they're gonna have a white hat. You ain't never gonna, you ain't gonna or they're gonna have a hat on. You ain't gonna be able to miss it. So this white lady with a white hat comes in, and you know she's trying her hardest. You know what I'm saying? She's on camera. There's a photographer. This is a big deal, especially for her, because this could take her to the next level. She done cashed it all her shit and quit her job, all that shit. Cause this is it, nigga. This is the big. This is it. You know what I mean? No, the the homeliest horse, nigga. This is my ticket to the top. She's reading this shit, and the kids are not fucking with it. <laughs> they, they are killing. They giving her, her the blues. <laughs> they are bitch. killing her so much so that she walked the kids. The kids start to leave, and and home girl in the hat. She stepped off. She might have stepped off first. She this lady is spiraling. She about to have a full on panic attack. It's terrible. We cut to. Earn at a damn lounge, and we see the uh, the woman's reading and her meltdown on the monitors all through the lounge. Now I'm just thinking that's some old Atlanta Easter egg shit. And then mm-hmm. as he walk in, I see oh that's the lady from the library. He give her he break her off some bread. I'm like wait a minute. So then he starts seeing some of the characters from the whole breakdown. Sure enough, Ern was like, you know what? This woman fucked up my flight. I had to fuck up her life. <laughs> this nigga was, was like, damn, nigga, you tripping. Yeah. <laughs> you are wild. Nigga, you are super vindictive. Nigga, you are the pettiest, most spike-filled motherfucker. They only want to drink with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, But he don't give a fuck. He feels good. He basking in the glow of revenge. And it uh it all ends, you know what I'm saying, with cold blooded playing at the end. And it was what it was. It was that what it was. What did you think? What did you think? Did you see that coming? Nah, I saw none of that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? True. I didn't even know why the white lady was there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but knowing Atlanta, the white lady was never there for a prominent position. Right. So yeah, I already knew that. You know what I mean? But for him to come off that damn petty, I ain't see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. But that's what his his uh, therapy was for. And we are all getting to know his character as his successful self because he has been the broke motherfucker all the other seasons. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So now, as a success, we're seeing who he is becoming. And... You know, we might not like it. We might not agree, but that's who he is. And fuck it. We're going to roll through this last season and get to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see Evil Earn. 
We ain't gonna see her. We ain't gonna see it. We ain't gonna see it. Shit. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Gotta earn your leisures. Earn your revenge. That nigga's <laughs> mad as shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That is it. Oh, man. shit. That's it. We yeah, let's get, get about it. Transform <laughs> rollout. Till next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. <laughs> we gone. Jesus.